You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you live from Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively. Get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going, and encounter personal experience with Jesus. I'm your host, Carmelina Bikino, and today we have Jason Cook and Tamika Spalding joining us. Welcome, Jason and Tamika. Hi, Carmelina. Yeah, I just realized I did a funny switcheroo on the intro there, but you know what? I think it worked. Yeah, that's all good. Oh, wow. So, how are we all? Uh, Good. Yes, it's been an interesting morning. How are you doing, Tamika? I'm doing great. So you've had a bit of a big weekend, I believe, and uh, I know Carmelina was there as well. So tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. Tamika, do you want to take yes, it? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I belong to a, a Christian writing group called Amiga Christian Writers, and we're um, throughout Australia, and we have some members in New Zealand as well. And it's one of the largest Christian writing groups that, that are around. And um, each state has what they call a chapter, and um, and so I run the Tasmanian chapter. And so we went on our very first retreat this, this weekend. Wow. We went to Poetina. We had just over 20 people come. We ran some workshops, some devotionals, ate some pretty good food. Yeah. And uh, I did introduce the guys to Haystacks, which is um, something that us... Uh, SDAs love to have so um, yeah I we had a really great were, time I think they were very <laughs> impressed by the haystacks I must say like a, a couple of them went for seconds or thirds I was like yes enjoy the haystacks yes. <laughs> it's a very good uh, easy meal and yeah. uh, and yummy as well and healthy mm. yes yeah. absolutely yeah, no, it was a great time. That was the first ever retreat I've been on, Tamika. So I was like, oh, what's this going to be like? And it was a really nice time. I, I met some people from Hobart even that um, I got, you know, we swapped contacts. And I was like, oh, can't wait to see these people again. So shout out to our friends in Tea Tree. Um, Rose and Susie, you guys were awesome to spend the weekend with. So, yeah, it was a really fun time. Mm. Well, uh, I must say I missed out, and as I was saying before, I, I don't consider myself a writer, so that's why I wasn't there to make it, but maybe next year. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, because we, we did come in and say, Jason writes programs for for you guys to listen to, <laughs> and he, he does some songwriting and sermons, so that's all writing. Yeah, yeah. it's the same stuff. Well... Are we going to review last week's? What would you like to do, Carmelina? Well, we'll do a quick recap. So today's an interesting topic. We're doing part two of um, last week. So last week was t- designed to be loved, correct? Mm. Did you want to give us a quick recap on that, Jason? Yeah. So I guess um, I wanted to present the concept that God created us. Mm. Um, he himself is love. It says God is love. So he, out of love, he created us and uh, he created us to be loved. And we went through a lot of examples in the Old Testament, particularly, and even right through to the end of the New Testament in Revelation, where it says that uh, his um, people will be with him and his his home will be among the people and the people will be his children. And, mm. and so I think God longs for us to be with him, mm. he created us to be loved by him, 
and uh, he wants that ongoing relationship with him and we, we demonstrated that through lots of scripture and um, I think it's a, it's such a powerful thing isn't it that um, that we were created for as a special you know like mm. it says even before I formed you in your mother's womb yeah. I knew you and I had plans for you so mm. uh, we are special we are loved and uh, the Bible tells us that many 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 times so, mm. so today we're going to be moving on from that Yes. So um, if you have missed that episode or you'd like to listen to it again, you can catch all our past episodes on the Faith FM app and the Faith FM website. Um, so you can check that out on www.faithfm.com.au or you can download the app from the App Store and find us under Tassie Encounters. And uh, that's our program under the app. But the app is called Faith FM Australia. You yes. can do a search in the App Store for that. So. Yeah, and you can also uh, listen to our podcasts on uh, Apple Podcasts if you've got a, an iPhone oh, or an iPad. Right. So uh, our Tassie Encounters programs go all the way through to Apple as well. That's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's if you like listening to things after the event. Maybe when people are driving or things mm. like that, they can listen to our programs. So. Absolutely. So today's title last week was Designed to Be Loved. Today is designed to love. Yeah. So as we uh, look at the Ten Commandments, it's interesting how, and I think many people know this, but uh, if uh, you haven't heard of this before, this could be new to you. Mm. The first four commandments really talk about love for God and the the second six commandments, or the second group of commandments, talk about loving others. And so... The commandments are really all about love, mm. and uh, perhaps we haven't thought about it in that way before, but they are all about love. And so God made us not only to be loved, but to love others. Mm. And so that's, uh, I think, where we want to go today and explore that in a bit more detail. Mm. And we've got, mm. a, we've got a beautiful passage. You know, um, David, um, who wrote most of the Psalms, not all of them, but... King David uh, wrote this beautiful passage in Psalm 63 that I think really demonstrates his love of God. And, you know, David was called a, a man after God's own heart. And perhaps, you know, this is a, a, a little glimpse as to why he was called that. So I'm going to ask uh, Tamika if you could read Psalm chapter 63, verse 1 to 8 for us. Yes, I'm reading in the New Living Translation. And this is a psalm um, of David um, at a time when David was in the wilderness of Judah. And it says, O God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon your power and glory. Your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. I will praise you as long as I live, lifting up your, lifting up my hands to you in prayer. You'd satisfy me more than the richest feast. I will praise you with songs of joy. I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on your uh, through the night, because you are my helper. I sing for joy in the shadows of your wings. I cling to you. Your strong right hand holds me securely. Mm. Mm. I find that that really uh, shows that David's heart was with God. Mm. <laughs> he 
He longed to be close to God. He longed to have a relationship with him. I earnestly search for you. And, you know, sometimes I wonder if we really do that. You know, we we Mm. expect God to bless us sometimes, but how much do we search for him? How much do we long for the relationship with him um, that isn't just focused around what he can do for us? But, you know, Mm. a relationship is two ways. Yeah. And uh, not not just uh, all about what we can get out of the other party. So, mm. um, so I love this, and I think it's it's very much connected with the first four commandments that um, show us how we can love God, mm. that uh, we honor His name, that we we don't have other gods, and and those other gods could be things like materialism. Mm. It could be anything that we make a higher priority than our relationship with God. Um, and then the fourth commandment is the, the commandment about the Sabbath is, is taking time and all good relationships need time. You know, you need to spend time with each other to mm. develop and, and that, uh, you know, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. That's a special time to spend with God. Mm. So, uh, and then of course the, the next, uh, six commandments, um, really talk about how we love others. It's interesting that um, those commandments, if you think about it, they're all about how we treat other people, Mm. about being honest, about honouring our parents, about not uh, lying and uh, not coveting and all of those sorts of things. Not hurting other people. Not hurting other people, not not, uh, harming them. And so this, uh, this connection... With the with the second set of commandments, you know, Jesus Jesus uh, asked us to um, love him, and he actually says that if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm. And so it's interesting, isn't it? So yeah. all of his commandments, and uh, do you think that's just the ten commandments, or do you think it's all of the things that he he spoke about? Oh, <laughs> what do you think, Tamika? So, if if uh, all we had to do was to just keep the Ten Commandments exactly as as written, do you think the uh, the people of the day, the religious leaders of the day, were keeping the Ten Commandments? Well, they weren't doing a great job at loving, and we've just talked about how the commandments are all about love. So, mm. I would say the you know. The Pharisees of that time thought they were doing a fantastic job, but they actually mm. weren't following any of them. Mm. And we can get trapped into that as well, where we yeah. think, yes, well, we haven't done this and we haven't done that, but we haven't got a loving heart, so mm. we're still breaking them. That's it. Yeah, I think, you know, back then they were very, well, especially on time of Jesus, they were very dedicated to tradition. And so what they believed was correct was, you know, I think they believed faith, not faith, but grace through actions rather than through faith and all that stuff. So they were focused really much on um, what they were doing and comparing themselves to those around mm. them. So, so they were following the letter of the law, yes. but I think they'd missed the heart of the issue, mm, hadn't they? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the heart of God is love. Mm, and that's what we've been talking about. I think it's time to go to a break, Carolina. I think so too. Um, before the break, we have a question for you. Was there a time where someone hurt you, but you decided to continue loving them anyway? 
How did you do that? Because that is not an easy thing to do. Text us in on 0488880891. We would love to hear from you. This song is Enjoy the Sunshine by Melissa Otto. Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're talking with Jason Cook and Tamika Spalding on designed to be oh designed to love. Sorry, to be love was last week. That's it. Before the break, um, we did give you a listener question: Was there a time where someone hurt you, but you decided to continue loving them anyway? How did you do that? Text us in on zero four eight eight. Eight eight zero eight nine one. We would love to hear from you this morning. So, Jason and Tamika, we have started our program talking about love, and um, that we have actually been commanded to love. Like mm. it's part of the Ten Commandments. Um, what other? What else does the Bible say about this, Jason? Did you Lead yeah. us through. Yeah, I, I think um, the the first thing is is that we need to have a relationship with God, and we did talk mm. about that last week in um, in First John chapter four. It says that God is love, and we talked about how in order to um, 
to have that love, we've got to we've got to know Him. We've got to have a relationship with Him. There's a few points that we that we went through that mm. you know God was a source of love, and knowing Him is actually the the most important thing in order for us to receive His love and understand His love. And then, because God loved us and He loved us and showed us He loved us mm. by sending His Son to die for us, then uh, He asked us to love others. And uh, how do we love others? So that's really mm. what we want to talk about today is um, to love others and, and how do we do it. Mm. So the first thing is uh, John 15. I think uh, let's read that, John 15, verse 5 to 14. Would you like to do that for us, Carmelina? Yeah, sure. So I'm reading from the New Living Translation. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Wait, that's Galatians. Oh, it's also uh, no, found no. in Galatians. Yeah, it? yes. well, it's the fruit that we, <laughs> yes. you know, in Galatians um, 5.22, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. And so that's why I wanted to bring out that point about if we're going to produce much fruit, mm. the first fruit in Galatians uh, 5.22 is yes. the fruit of love. Yes. Sorry, we've got some notes in this one. Yes. <laughs> I'll continue. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch that withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great joy to my Father. I have loved you as I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. Wow. So there's uh, quite a bit in that passage, but um, let's unpack it a little bit. So first of all, this fruit was uh, Mm. the connection there with Galatians 5.22. And uh, in Galatians it says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, Mm. joy, peace, patience, kindness. And uh, Tamega, you were saying that this is one of your favorite verses in the Bible. Um, Yeah, it is. Why why is it one of your favorite verses? Tell me that. Well, right up at the beginning in verse 5, I love it that it says, those who remain in me and I in them, will produce much fruit. Mm. It's a promise that, um, well, for starters, God is saying, I will I will be with you. Mm. I will stay intimate with you. And there's this option. I get to be intimate with him. So it's mm. a two-way relationship. And, mm. you know, when you're, when you're doing things with, with God and God is doing things with you, the the only thing that can happen is to bear fruit, and that's exactly what we want. We want to be able to bear, you know, the the fruit of the spirit. Mm. And it's I just I just love that because it just feels very intimate to me. Mm. And also, you know, it's why would you want to be anywhere else? Mm. Mm. 
And uh, obviously that it's that relationship with God that gives us his love or makes us experience his love in a way that we want to pour that out to other people mm. uh, as well. And that's where – so I guess the first, the first key here for loving others mm. is to remain in his love, yes. to understand his love and to remain connected to him so that we have the source of that agape love, that unconditional mm. love. Um, and interestingly in this passage as well, it also talks about um, the commandments. So in mm. verse 10 it says, when you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Mm. And so we can't really expect to have God's love or experience God's love, even though God always loves us. But if we are going to be defiant and intentionally disobey what he's asked us, how can we expect to actually have God's love? Mm. <laughs> it's not that he doesn't love us, but we're not going to be experiencing God's love if we uh, intentionally reject um, you know, what he's teaching us and mm. what, he's, what he's said to us. And so there's a connection here. It's interesting, isn't it? It says mm. that uh, <clears throat> just, as I obey, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. So Jesus mm. himself kept the commandments. Yep. He reinforced the Ten Commandments. And it's interesting, the story of the rich man who came to him and said, mm. you know, what must I do to be saved? And Jesus listed a bunch of commandments. Yep. And he says, well, I've kept all of those. Mm. And then, of course, the heart of the matter was that he was making his wealth and his yeah. riches his God. Mm. And he, he didn't have um, the relationship with God to the point where those material things, it's not that material things are bad, but mm. when we put them above our relationship with God, then they become our God. I yeah. I think there's this common thing around social media where they always say, oh, you know, the lo um, money's the root of all evil. Mm. And you hear people quote that all the time. Yeah, which is a misquote. They misquote it. It's the love of money is mm. the root of all evil. And mm. um, it's this it's really reinforcing it here as well with this topic mm. about love. Um, you know, money's great. It keeps us alive in this day and age. I don't but, think I yeah. quote the uh, the verse in in here. I haven't got it in my notes, but in Matthew chapter six, it says, "Seek first the mm. kingdom of God, and then all these things will be added unto you." Yes. And so it's when our relationship with God is first, when that's the priority, then all of the other things are secondary. Yeah. The material things, all of our you know our career ambitions, mm. our Whatever it is in life, they become secondary to our relationship with God. Then things are in the right order. I think that's Matthew six thirty three. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. It is. I think I, I might have just made a note of it somewhere here. But mm. yeah, so um, verse twelve says, "This is my commandment: love each other in the same way I have loved you." And then he goes on to say, "There's no greater love." than to lay down one's life for, for one's friend. friend. And, of course, Jesus showed that his love for us mm. by dying for us. And so mm. that's that's ultimate love, isn't it? That's ultimate yeah. self-sacrifice. Absolutely. Mm. Now, um, in Galatians 5.22, it says, The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Mm. Isn't it interesting that, the first one is love. Mm. And, mm. 
in the uh, presentation that you did last year, Carmelina, <laughs> yes. on love, which I've avoided the chapter. I know. First Corinthians chapter 13. You didn't copy me at all. I yes. didn't. And <laughs> I think he finishes that chapter with something like, but the greatest of these mm. is love. Three things remain. Yes. Three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. Mm. And the greatest of these is love, which means that love is greater than our faith in God mm. and our hope in God as well. Mm. So overall, if there is no love, then um, everything else doesn't really fall into place. Mm. Yeah. So I just want to hone in just for a minute before we go to a break on the commandments. So the Ten Commandments are a very good guide for us, and mm. they do talk about our love for God and our love for other people. Yes. But Jesus taught many things and things, some things that were not specifically listed. They might have been implied, but not specifically listed mm. in the Ten Commandments. And there's a few things that um, I guess it's probably worth looking at here just so that we can ensure that we don't forget, you know, when Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm. Um, yes, keep the Ten Commandments. That's important. What are some of the other teachings that he taught his disciples and taught those around him and that we have now recorded in Scripture? Well, there's uh, one in Luke chapter 11 where he taught them how to pray. Yes. And so, number one, prayer is important. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mention prayer in the Ten Commandments, does it? No. Um, it, it's implied, perhaps, in our relationship with God that we should spend time with him, but mm. it's not specifically listed, you know, pray to me. Yeah, you must. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas Jesus taught his disciples to pray, and in mm. particular he taught his disciples to ask for the Holy Spirit mm. in prayer on a daily. You know, he talks about this little – in the middle of teaching them how to pray, he talks about – you know, this neighbor who comes and knocks on the door because he mm. wants a loaf of bread to feed a, a visitor who's come. And he keeps on asking and knocking and asking and knocking. And that's how we should be when it comes to our um, request for the Holy Spirit. Daily basis, we need to be mm. asking for the Holy Spirit. Yes. Um, he said uh, that it's important to believe in Jesus as divine. Mm. That he says uh, um, he is in the God the Father and the God the Father is in him in John ten thirty eight. So mm. there's a belief factor here that's not included in the Ten Commandments. Uh, Mark eight thirty four says that we need to give up our own ways and take up our cross and follow Him. This is about mm. where we put our priorities in life. Do we put our relationship with God and what He's asked um, above other things? Go and make disciples. Now, mm -hmm. that's an interesting one, isn't it? Great commission. The great yes. commission in, in Matthew twenty eight eighteen. <laughs> yes. Go and make disciples. So that's a commandment that Jesus actually gave. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's the last thing he said before he left. Mm. That's probably important. A little bit. Last words are important. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think as a Christian, Tamika, I'm wondering whether you've got thoughts on this, as a Christian, you know, can we just go to church, sit on the pew, stay silent, you know, yeah. say our prayers, and, and that's it? Or it does, has God asked us to do more than that? Yeah, I think I think he does ask us to do more than that. And actually, I was thinking, going back to the give up your own ways, I, sometimes we think give up our own ways only applies to things like doing our own thing selfishly, um, but I also think it can include things where we refuse to do certain 
things for God because we're nervous or we don't think that we can do it or we have self-doubt. And when God asks us, go and make disciples um, and also, you know, give up our own ways, I think that's where um, we're asked to say, in order for you to do the will of God, you have to be able to put yourself in a vulnerable position mm. and do some of those scary things. Mm. And, Sometimes yeah, particularly those two things, I think that's that's what it means, oh. <laughs> which is what I've had to do to mm. to be able to, um, you know, go and make disciples. I had to oh. get vulnerable and step out of my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah for, sure. for sure. And that's uh, not always easy for us no. to do. Um, a couple of points, and then yes. we'll go to a break. Yes. Um, Jesus says in Matthew eighteen twenty two, "Forgive others," mm. and seventy times seven, which is uh, four hundred and ninety. Is that right? If I yes, it is. Do my maths, <laughs> but you know, was he really saying you know count four hundred ninety times, and then after that you don't have to forgive anymore? Mm. Or was it symbolic or you know symbolic. representative that we should always be prepared to forgive? You know, that's yeah. in that same. Um, passage about teaching the disciples to pray. It says, "Forgive others, or forgive us our trespasses, mm. as we forgive those who trespass against us." Yes. It's actually a condition in the Lord's Prayer for our forgiveness that we also forgive others. And so, if mm. we don't have a forgiving heart, how can we expect God to forgive us? And how can we expect to be loving others? Mm. Um, and the last one that we're going to talk about after the break is mm. um, love and pray for your enemies. Yes. That's going to be uh, a, a tricky one. Yes. How do we love our enemies? So mm. we'll come back after the break. But Absolutely. Remember our listener question. Yes, our listener question. Was there a time where someone hurt you, but you decided to continue loving them anyway? <coughs> Excuse me. How did you do that? We mm. also have our free book offer coming up, Experiencing God's Love. Just a reminder, the um, number is zero four double eight. Double eight zero eight nine one. This is genuine love by Anna Beden.
made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we've got Jason Cook and Tamika Spalding talking about Designed to Love. Now, Jason and Tamika, we've just started talking about loving our enemies and I believe we have a verse we're going to dive straight into today um, for this section. Yeah. In Luke chapter 6. So if you've got your Bibles, this is Mm. a great passage, particularly, I think this is one of the most challenging aspects of, you know, what Jesus commanded us to love Mm. our enemies. Um, Let's open it in Luke chapter 6, verse 27 to 36. And I think we're reading today from the New Living Translation. Would you like to read that for us, Tamika? Yes. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks, and when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them do to you. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate, just as your father is compassionate. Mm. And it's a heavy verse. <laughs> that uh, verse 36 there, um, there's a parallel uh, version of this in Matthew chapter 5, and it finishes up with the words, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Ooh. And and so the these words compassionate is really calling us to be perfect in my Mm. In my opinion, when you read both uh, accounts of this story, it's saying it's mm. calling us to be perfect in compassion, mm. to be perfect in compassion as God is perfect in compassion towards us. And so that's a challenging thing to do. And yes. the question I have to Mika and Carmelina mm. is, does this sound like God's asking us to be a doormat? Oh, good question. Because it sounds like it, doesn't it? You know, turn the other cheek. You know, 
Um, I've heard Don't people. Retaliate. I've heard people say to me bef- before, "Well, you're a Christian, so you're not meant to do this, or you're not meant to do that." So it's almost like they're tormenting or, you know, pushing us to the limits because they know that we're not meant to respond mm. in the way that uh, might when, be expected. <laughs> we're not allowed to get angry. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So how do we deal with this in terms of? Um, the concept of, you know, being a doormat. Because I don't think God wants us to be a doormat. No. And he doesn't want us to be, um, you know, consider ourselves as worthless. So, yeah. to make have you got any thoughts on that? I've got some mm. thoughts, but I'm just wanting, yes. wanting you to share your <laughs> well, thoughts as well. Well, throw it over. I, I, think, um, I think that this is a... This is a good question to make sure that we are actually diving into the whole Bible and seeing it as a whole. Mm. So, yes, we have come down and we and honing in on this verse. But um, and also in this verse, it says, love others as you love yourself. Mm. And the way that we are to love ourselves is um, to. You know, to to have to, a healthy view of ourselves and, and to be living to recognise how much God loves us and values us. So that, that's right. So that see, a doormat is, I guess, if if you're talking it in the human context, is if you don't value yourself, yes. you become a doormat. You become a doormat. Yeah. You get that's walked right. over. Yeah. Whereas this is different. This is different here, in my opinion. This is not saying. You know, you you need to value yourself so so little that you're just going to let everyone take everything from you. No, I don't think that's what it's saying. No. It's saying God has loved you, you are valued, so that you don't need to worry about those things. Mm. You know, like I will provide for your needs. If, if somebody um, borrows money and doesn't pay it back, mm. don't worry about it. I'll look after yeah, you. God will look after you. God will look that's after right. you. Um, and that's a really tricky thing to to lend money to somebody who you yeah. think might not be able to pay you back. It's a it's a tricky thing. I've I've you know I've loaned money to people and um, mm. so far mostly they've paid me back. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, good. <laughs> but it's good to have the attitude if you're going to lend money to somebody that okay I'm lending this on the basis that well maybe it might not come back and if so I'm not going to let that ruin my friendship or relationship. With that person, there was a quote that I did try and live by because I definitely used to feel that um, being treated like a doormat, that type of thing, um, that is something I struggled with, especially when I was at university because I was one, I was the only one in my friend group who had a car. Mm. So a lot of the times, you feel like people take advantage of that quite a bit, um, you know, because they want rides here and there, and um, it takes out of your time and your own money because you got petrol and da da da. And um, there's a quote that I tried to live by, which is that's if they are doing this to take advantage of you, that's their character, not yours. So mm. um, if I wasn't available, I'll put my foot down and be firm. But if I was available, it was more like, well, this is my character. This mm. is what I'm like. Mm. So just because I have this character doesn't mean I'm, uh, what is it? I'm a doormat. It just means I'm very giving or this and that. If they're taking advantage and that's their way of thinking, then that's their character. That's and a, that's, that's what, actually their issue to deal with. That's their issue, yeah. not mine. Yeah. And so that's that really helped mm. because, yeah. See, I think the only way you can do what this passage is telling us to do <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
is if if you're going to do it without being a doormat, the mm. only way you can do that is to know that you are loved. Yes. And to do it out of love. Yes. You know, absolutely. if somebody's going to ask you for money, you do that. You give out of love rather than out of, um, I guess, obligation, obligation yeah, or, or what have yeah. you. Um, and it's interesting how it says, you know, if you love only those who love you, mm. well, then you really know better than anyone else. You know, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. So it really is challenging us mm-hmm. to think about things a little bit differently as Christians. We have to go above and beyond the normal concept of love. Mm-hmm. And that is to be compassionate towards those who may not always treat us in the way that we would like to be treated. Yes. So um, I'm going to come back after the break because I think we uh, yeah. we got a bit late on our last we section, did, but so. we'll go to another break and we'll we'll come back and just wrap up finishing about this concept mm. of compassion. Yes. I think. Yep. And before the break, just a reminder of our book offer: Experiencing God's Love. Um, the code will be given after the break. This was the same book offer from last week because it's the same topic. So mm. be sure to stick around and listen to the code for that. And do remember our question. We yes. still would love to hear from you today. Our question. It's a live program. <laughs> when Was there a time when someone hurt you, and but you decided to continue loving them anyway, and how did you do that? Text us in on 0488 <coughs> Sorry, this is Sweet Redeemer by City of Enoch. I hear thy steps near me Reaching So 
on Faith FM. We are talking with Jason Cook and Tamika Spaulding um, on this program titled Designed to Love. As promised before the break, we have our giveaway, Experiencing God's Love. When was the last time you experienced unconditional love? Can you know for certain that Jesus died for you, that his everlasting love is yours? Experiencing God's Love will provide Bible-based answers to these questions and more. And to claim your giveaway today, it is the code is TASSIE23, T-A-S-S-I-E, and the number's 23. Text that in to 048880891. That is TASSIE23, T-A-S-S-I-E-23. Text that in to 048880891. So, Jason and Tamika, we have finishing off our program now on loving your enemies Mm. and how to do that we need to use this tool named compassion did Mm. you want to talk about that for us jason yeah just in uh, matthew 5 uh sorry not matthew 5 luke luke 6 verse 36 Mm. it says you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate and this is summing up or wrapping up the end of that passage about loving our enemies and so I think this is the overarching principle here. You know, unconditional love comes from God. God is the source of unconditional love. And we can have that unconditional love for ourselves. We can understand that God loves us and we know that he uh, saved us, that, um, you know, he came and died for us. And so, of course, that, uh, you know, that's more love than we can ever imagine. Mm. And so... 
we can also use this tool of compassion when we think about someone who might be um, acting in a way that is not living up to what the expectations that we would have of them. Um, if they're hurting us in some way, we can use this tool of compassion. And there's a few examples of that in the New Testament. Um, I think of the time when Stephen was being stoned. Mm. So Stephen was one of the close followers of, of Jesus and he was preaching and uh, the religious leaders brought him and uh, and uh, brought a group together and, and stoned him and mm. Paul was actually one of the witnesses of that. The uh, Well, at the time he was called Saul, but uh, mm. yeah, he witnessed that particular event. And uh, the last words that Stephen said, it says, As they stoned him, Stephen prayed to the Lord. This is in Acts chapter mm. 7, verse 59 and 60. Uh, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He fell to his knees shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that he died. Mm. So Stephen was not judging them. He was mm. not uh, condemning them. He was actually pleading for God not to condemn them because of what they were doing. Mm. And Jesus himself did the same thing in Luke chapter 23, verse 34. As Jesus was on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. And so there's this tool that we can use to say, well, it, it's not saying that we are, are better than other people, but, but sometimes uh, people take time to mature in their Christian journey and sometimes it's it's beneficial for us to understand that not everyone is at the same place that you are. Mm. And so with compassion, we can look upon them mm -hmm. and say, Lord, please, you know, forgive them. Mm. At the moment, it seems as though they're not even aware <laughs> of what they're doing. And, yes. of course, there is a, a passage in Scripture also that helps us uh, deal with Confronting another believer mm. in particular, you know, if you've got if if you've got somebody within your family who's a believer, somebody within the church family who is doing something, mm. um, perhaps repeatedly to hurt you, yeah, then that's something that needs to be dealt with. So it's not about just sitting back and no. saying again, being a doormat. It's important to educate um, if people are doing the wrong thing. And so in Matthew chapter eighteen, and um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, Tamika, but uh, in Matthew chapter 18, it it talks about how you can come to a person and talk to them individually. He gives us conflict management That's solutions. It. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And uh, we can we can go to a person, we can talk to them about it. If that doesn't uh, help, we can take one or two others with us. Mm. And uh, if if it's a big issue that we really need to address, then it can actually be brought before the, the church body as well. So, mm. so God gives us tools in Scripture to deal with um, conflict within the church environment. And it's important that we do deal with those things and not just sweep them under the carpet because mm. I think too often as Christians we do tend to sweep things under the carpet. Mm. I don't think that's what God is uh, asking us to do. So I think ultimately <clears throat> this concept of compassion is very helpful mm. if we uh, also remember that Jesus had compassion on me. I'm a sinner. Mm. I'm no better than anyone else. And as a sinner, Jesus had compassion on me and uh, he died for me 
and we're all in the same boat ultimately yeah. and so therefore we can we can look upon others as um being in the same position as you know we all fall short of god's mm. standard and so let's have compassion towards one another when when we've uh, you know maybe we've mucked up or we would want compassion if we've done something wrong, we would like somebody to forgive us, and so we ought to be forgiving of other people well, as well. Well, the golden rule is love your neighbour as yourself, mm. and um, you know, forgive others, forgive as, others as, as uh, you want them to forgive you. Yeah, absolutely, mm. yeah. <laughs> Well, I think we're out of time. Yes. Um, next Monday, we're back uh, with live programs every yes. day of the week. So, so do join us. Absolutely. Tune in 9 a.m. Monday. We'd love to have you. And it's you know it's going to be a good time getting back into the year. Just a reminder of our giveaway, Tazzy 23 Text in 04-8888-0891. Thank you for joining us, Tamika. And thank you for thank joining you. us today as well. This is... Uh, My Heart is Steadfast by Ellie Holcomb. Have a good day. Bye. My heart is steadfast, oh God. I'll sing praises up to Thee among the nations. I'll give thanks to Thee, O Lord, among the people. I'll sing praises up to Thee within my soul For Thy loving kindness is great above heavens Thy truth it reaches to the skies Be exalted, O God, above heavens And Thy glory over all the earth those you love may be delivered Save with thy right hand and answer me Save with